1: For free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hello and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddie Dobbs. This week's episode is proudly brought to you by Excel Moto, the one-stop motorcycle shop for all of your motorcycling needs. The specific product that I wanted to quickly shout out today is the product that I took on my recent European biking trip. That is the Ride and Sons Arrow Jacket in Desert. It's 300 euros down to 100 euros. Or if you're in the UK, it's 270 pounds down to 89.99. Incredible, incredible value. I don't know how much longer it'll be at that price for. I'll put a link in the description of this uh, this podcast episode. Superb jacket. wax cotton, removed linen liner, fully padded, looks the business, super retro. If you're interested in it, quickly, quickly grab it because they will not be around for long. Apologies for my absence last week. I went on a, well, in total, a 10-day odyssey, which included six days riding and three or four days relaxing in Barcelona with my friends in the middle it was 2,220 miles on the Bonneville from England onto the ferry into Calais in northern France all the way through France and into Spain and on the way back I spent three nights camping and I went through uh, northern Spain into the Pyrenees Mountains that separate Spain and France through Europe's sixth small estate Andorra and through France again. It was five nights wild camping, call it what you want, you can call it sleeping rough as well because in essence that's what it is. It's free camping anywhere I fancy for no cost at all. My aim was to do it as cheaply as possible first video is out now on YouTube, the next one is out uh, in a couple of days so if you're interested in a road trip to see how cheaply and how freely I can do it, go and check that out. I won't go into too much detail but I am now. Um, so I got back on Wednesday, it's now Friday, I'm two days on and it's taken me two days to recover, honestly. Two days to recover from that, it's, it's tough going. Sleeping rough, really tough going, but it's an adventure and an experience I will genuinely never forget for the rest of my life. I remember that forever. Really, really genuinely unforgettable, life-affirming stuff. The Bonneville, I won't go into too much detail, but basically uh, I lost everything. I was robbed, I lost things, the Bonneville's broken, everything went very horribly wrong, but I'll leave it there. I'm now back on schedule and I've got some things i want to talk about after my last experiences before i get to that let me do let me get through a few things uh, on a side very interesting now i'm back in england um met up with a friend of mine went to the bike shed show don't even think i mentioned that that was in london incredible custom motorcycle modern classic retro show in east london i think something like Twenty thousand bikers there for uh, each day of the weekend really it was a, a superb superb experience you really you feel everything about that lifestyle of biking it's fantastic michelin kindly put us up uh, a friend of mine and myself so we were in a lovely hotel in london and i was chatting to my friend he has a triumph speed twin lovely bike I think it's 2018 or something. You know, it's an expensive bike. It's a really, really good bike. I think it cost him like 10K or something, Um, 1200cc. You know, one of the the most um, uh, in-demand bikes there are. It's a very, very appealing bike at the moment. And he also has a 2008 Triumph Street Triple. Value, probably no more than 4,000 pounds. Yet, listen to this. Of the two bikes he owns, the bike that he is considering, considering getting rid of is the Triumph Speed Twin because he actually prefers the riding experience of his street triple. I just found it interesting because it does go to show sometimes. Um, Newer doesn't always mean better and a bigger engine doesn't always mean more enjoyable. I just find it really interesting. I chatted to a lot of people, including my friend at Bike Shed, um, at the Bike Shed show, and it's very, very interesting hearing their different experiences with different bikes. There's a bike for everyone out there, and it's sometimes not always the most obvious and most shiny new bike that may be the bike for you. Uh, Another one of my friends is actually selling his Triumph Speed Triple. It's the nicest one I've ever seen. It's only about three years old. He's spent a lot of money modifying it, and he has, he's done it in the most beautiful way possible, where every part that he's modified and changed, he has spared not one penny in expense, and every single part is genuinely better than the part it's replaced. You know, one thing I've learned And I've made mistakes here. When I bought my Bonneville, it was just, oh, it was beautiful. And it was completely standard. And I've never modified a bike before. And what I ended up doing is doing every single modification under the sun that was humanly possible to my bike. I didn't care if the parts I were modifying for one were any better than the original parts. And I also didn't care if they were remotely practical. For example, I changed the wing mirrors on my Bonneville. Um, I think it's from an Italian company, I can't remember the name of it, um, that I changed them for. Couldn't see a thing, not one thing out of them. I had to contort my body to the left or right, depending which mirror I wanted to see out of, completely turn my body to one side, bend my head at 70 degrees to be able to see what's behind me. The whole process took me about 20 to 25 seconds in order to be able to see behind me. By that point, I actually hadn't looked ahead of me for a good 15 seconds or so. So I risked a head-on crash every time I needed to look behind me. So I finally made the decision, put the original mirrors back on. My point with this, anyway, I'm going off at a tangent, is that my friend has done it properly and only chosen the the parts that are genuinely good parts for the bike. But he's selling it, and the reason he's selling it is, he said it's just too much money tied up in a bike that he's not using enough. The reason I say this is, is because sometimes there's a joy in the simplicity of a cheaper bike. Of course, everyone's financial situation is different and everyone uses their bikes different amounts, but it's often good when you buy a bike to consider how much you are going to use it? Because if it's something maybe you won't use too much, then you have two options. You can, for one, make sure you get a bike under a strict budget because you may not use it too much and you don't want too much of your money tied up. And secondly, If, if it's a bike that's too savagely fast, you may end up finding out that it's just too intense for the roads. And again, it's not a bike you end up using as much. I remember when I used to have a fast bike, it's so unrelaxing riding. you, You often don't, end up riding it, it's a funny thing that. Um, So it's very important to try and think about the kind of bike that you want for the kind of riding that you want to do and the amount of riding you want to do. It's very important because you can be put off biking if you get the wrong bike or you invest too too much money into it and you end up feeling guilty for the amount of money you've spent. I move on because I will kind of touch upon that in my main bit of today's podcast episode. But let me just get to two bits that I've saved on my phone. right, let's have a look. I've hearted these, so I'll see if I can find them quickly. Probably not now. I'm actually doing the podcast. Okay. This is important, because on my my Euro trip, I wanted to do it as cheaply as possible, so I chose to have no breakdown cover. Actually, I've just seen an American message on YouTube, and he said, Freddie, what the hell is breakdown cover? Basically, what it is to anyone who's not British, uh, and I'm just assuming everyone knows what it is, which is wrong of me, breakdown cover basically means you pay an annual fee every month or every year, depending... And you have a company that if you ever break down, all you do, you just call them up, say, hello, AA, I've broken down on the A2 just outside Colchester. Can you pick me up? You You just tap on the app exactly where you are. And within an hour, usually they will come out and collect you. If they can't fix it on the side of the road, they will take you back to any point of your choice in the entire country. Um, It's a very, very good service, but it would have cost me £130 for 10 days cover going into Europe. I decided to go without that because my whole point is I wanted to see how cheap it was. I got a message from a biker on YouTube. Uh, He said... um, Freddie, and this is just me giving you a heads up if you're in the UK, have a look at this company. He said, Freddie, I'm with Stuart, uh, sorry, I'm Start Rescue. They're great and EU cover is as uh, is standard um, as well for under 100 pounds a year. Sorry, so basically, look at Start Rescue. It's under 100 pounds a year for EU cover. So if you're a Brit or if you're in Europe, check that out. This isn't sponsored or anything, but definitely go and check that out. Right, the next thing I wanted to get to is, this is the next bit. This is, um... oh, let's have a look, where is it? Oh yes, here we go, here we go. Um, I got uh, an email from someone. In fact, it's an Insta message and he said, Freddie, and uh, sorry, I'm just memorizing this because I don't have the message, but it just sprung to my mind. He said, Freddie, With all that's going on at the moment with gigantic fuel prices, I have the finest tip for your podcast listeners. The Royal Enfield Classic 500. And he tested this. He tested his Royal Enfield Classic 500 to check the MPG. His, I think it's about a 14-year-old one that he's got something like that. 85 miles per gallon. 85 miles. MPG is very, very close, to give you some relativity, to double the MPG. It will do double the economy of my Triumph Bonneville. So for every mile that I can do in my Bonneville, this Royal Enfield Classic 500 will do two miles near enough. That—that That is inflation-busting... recession-beating, anything you want to talk about, that is stress-free, easy-going, clear-headed motoring at its absolute finest. The most economical bike that I have ever been lucky enough to test, um, my Bonneville doesn't have this MPG thing, it's too old and it's too simple, but the new bikes, they all have them, and I always make a point to test out and have a look at what the actual MPG is, Um, The Royal Enfield Meteor when I had that I think that was around if I remember correctly something like 74 mpg but I remember vividly One of the best bikes I've ever ridden may still be the best bike I've ever ridden the Triumph Street Triple the MPG that that bike did it was a sorry Triumph Street Twin Triumph Street Twin It's the 900cc version the bike I tested was a 2019 model and It did an average, over the three weeks that I had it, of all kinds of riding, an average of 70 mpg That's... astoundingly good That's a quick bike! That bike will do everything, from touring, keeping up with everything in reality on the roads And it still returns 70 mpg You know, again, compared to my 45 mpg of the Bonneville, which is actually relatively pathetic Th- this makes a big difference. So if you're out considering a bike, also have a look at that. Take a look at the economy because of a lot of these newer bikes, they really are starting to get quite economical now. So that's, that's a, an interesting factor to take into account. Right, let's get to it. When I was out on my Euro trip, I, uh, I learned a lot of things. Uh, because it's been a while since i did a big uh you know multi-thousand mile trip i learned a few things and one of them is the importance of having a genuinely comfortable bike on this trip uh, but can can you do it with having a cool bike in comfort on one of these trips uh, i cool is subjective but it, it just got me thinking you know Uh, For example, you can get drop down bars that look good. You can get bar end mirrors that look good. Uh, You can get flat seats that look good on a bike, but all of these things are, at least for big journeys, uncomfortable and impractical. So getting that balance right is, is incredibly difficult, but my Lord, when you're on a long trip in the saddle for seven hours a day, comfort is everything. You you must, you must be looking forward to riding the bike for extended periods for, for it to be an enjoyable experience. And the Bonneville with the King and Queen seat, it was a joy for every second. I could have sat in that seat and ridden all day. There was no fatigue, no pain anywhere. It was absolutely 100% perfect. I remember I did a trip to Croatia, a couple of thousand mile trip a few years ago, on my tramp speed triple, and you'd be getting off and stretching, doing a, a full 10 minute set of stretching every two hours or so, because it was relatively so uncomfortable. So comfort, hugely important. So what I want to do now is have a look. What can I get? Let's have a look at the two to five K budget. What motorbike can I get? to buy right now, knowing what I know now, after my trip, what can I get for around the two to 5K mark? I know I've done this before, but I know a few more things now. And I want to see, and I won't go into too much detail, but the Bonneville started breaking by the end, and I I was going through my head like, what would I get? If I have to dump the Bonneville in France and walk home and just leave it, what bike would I replace it with, now that I know what I know? I'm going to start off, with some old bikes two to five k then i'm moving on to something slightly different and i'll get to that in a second or in a few minutes let me start with this first i've got three categories to go through i will of course start with my uh my go-to place because it's a good place to find bikes i may not have heard of and that's bike trader or auto trader on the bike section i've got the cruiser section of bikes lined up I have the classically styled section of bikes and finally I have the sports tourer section of bikes now I will be completely honest sports touring bikes visually are not my exact genre of bike that I feel an affinity to however I will be absolutely honest and say that they probably knock cruisers and modern classics out of the water in every single tangible, relatable area. Every single area where you can uh, rate a bike as being good, a sports tour will destroy almost every other kind of bike. They're just better bikes. They may not be as cool or visually beautiful, but that is no more than my personal opinion, no more than that at all. And my personal opinion is Is no more important than anyone else's. So I want to have a look. What can I get from the cruisers, the classics, and the sports tours? I'm going 2008 or newer because, again, I've understood the importance of having at least a relatively new bike. At least relatively new. I need that fuel injection. I cannot... I cannot be risking unreliability on a multi-day Euro trip. It's just completely off the cards. It's too stressful that there's too much on the line with it. So it has to be 14 years old or newer. Let's get down to it. Let's see what we've got. Okay, I begin with the cruisers. Now, something that's initially popped in my mind, we've got some lovely ones, but I've gone through them before. We've got the Kawasaki VN900s, lovely looking Kawasaki, that comes in under 4K. We've got Honda VT750s, again under 4K, 750cc, 45 horsepower, all day comfort. With these bikes, you can get panniers on them, you can get backrests on them, you can get lovely comfy seats. If you want to put a front screen on, you can put a front screen on. These cruisers are superb, as comfy as you like, long distance mile munchers, they're made for it. But I've done those before, the Japanese ones. I I, I like them a lot. And I like them so much. Uh, I'm genuinely, I'm toying with the idea of getting one. You know, it's a painful thing. I'm looking at them now, talking to you on a Friday evening, And and they're they're damn tempting. They're really, really tempting. You know, there's one that's really caught my eye. It's a Honda VT 750, new MOT, MOT, great runner, 750cc. It's a lovely looking bike, really lovely looking bike. All in black, spoked wheels, good looking as you like. They're very, very tempting bikes. But one that has popped up is the Triumph Speedmaster. 865cc, 2012, it's only 10 years old. It's got 10,000 miles on the clock, all in black. It comes with a backrest and with Triumph Panniers. Comes with that as standard. You don't need to spend one penny. It's got the exact same engine as the Bonneville and it's set up for cruising and touring. So you can go out now, buy that bike. Let's say you can get a couple of hundred off. Let's say you can get that for 3,750. You've got a bike to last a lifetime that you can go touring on that bike will be heaven for a pillion if you've got a partner they they will be in heaven on the back of that and that all that bike all that style for under four thousand pounds. I'll just open that because again i'll I'll share some of these links with you in the written description as well. Oh, there's a, oh, that's popped up. The new Speedmaster popped up. That's too much at the moment for me. It's about 11K. Uh, In fact, there's one at 9K, new Speedmaster 9K. That's, that's getting appealing there actually. Just see what else I can find here. Anything else tempting? Suzuki VS 800 intruder you know you're getting all the Japanese stuff here so I won't go through two of that too much up because I got overexcited about that last time um, but you've got the Suzuki Intruders a lot of Triumph Speedmasters that this is tempting 2016 this is the thing with the old Triumph Speedmaster the new model's out now and it's a much much better bike in every way it's the engine is so much better suited that new 1200 engine. Compared to the old 865 engine, so much better suited. So it's got a much, much more modern, up-to-date younger brother now. So these are really cheap. I mean, to think that you can now get a 2016 Triumph Speedmaster in a lovely matte gray, really does look very, very good. It's only six years old, it's 4,495 pounds. 15,000 miles on the clock. If someone put that next to my Triumph Bonneville, when I was buying my Bonneville, um, I have to say I would pick this one over it. It's that good looking. That's a very special bike. I'm going to include that for you so you can have a look at that. Someone grab that. That needs to be taken immediately. You know, these Speedmasters are popping up everywhere now. Tramp Speedmaster, uh, 2009, 4.5K. Tramp Speedmaster, 2008, 4.5K. Very tempting bikes. You've also got the Harley Davidson Street. That's a 750cc bike. It's only 4.5K. I'm not the biggest fan of the looks. I'll be completely honest with you. Right, let me move on to the next genre. And that is... The modern classics. Now, of course you've got the Bonnevilles, but I've got one of those. I'm not going to bore you with those. In comes. Hmm, okay. Okay, a bike I've never tried, but I know I should. A bike that some people in the know say is a better version of the Bonneville. Japanese, looks every bit as good as the Bonneville. 800 cc. 47 horsepower, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't say here, I think it's 47 horsepower. Kawasaki W800, 2013 bike, lovely spoke rims, beautiful, polished aluminium mudguards. This is a very, very good quality bike. 3,750 pounds for this, 20,000 miles. It actually comes with the rear rack, and a rear rack is mind-blowingly useful for touring. Strap a tent to it, almost essential if you want to take a tent. That is a nine year old bike for 3,750 pounds. It's a private seller, Rotherhithe, Rotherhithe, London. If it's a private seller, that, you'd be able to push that down to three and a half K, three and a half K for such a lovely bike. (sighs) Oh, I'm going to amaze you here. I cannot believe it. I'm just having to open this link to see if there's a, a typo here. There must be a typo. Wow. Okay. We've got a Kawasaki W800. It's imported. It is imported. No, sorry. Ignore me. Just completely ignore me. It's been imported. Uh, I won't waste your time with that. It's a lovely looking bike, but it's 2009 and it was imported in 2018. Lovely bike. Again, 395, um, 3,950. But, um, I'll keep the English one just for now, a British one just for now to keep it simpler. Another one that's popped up, you know, the Interceptors are coming in at 4,800 pounds. One that has popped up, I'd say it's more of a muscle bike than anything, but what we have here is a 2009 Yamaha XJR 1300. Now this is a very, very different animal to the likes of the Bonnevilles, the Kawasaki W800s. This comes from a private seller. And if you're not familiar with the Yamaha XJR 1300, it is one of the muscle bikes to own. Um, circular front headlamp, very, very stripped back bodywork. It, it is a, oh, is it a modern classic? Is it a retro? It, it is a kind of retro, just with a slightly modern twist. Um, not absolutely out and out retro, but it's a very handsome looking bike. And although I don't know the horsepower, you're going to be right up into the kind of 120 plus horsepower for that, I'm sure. This is uh, an intimidating beast of a bike, have a listen to this because this is the owner that you want to buy it from. Reluctantly for sale, oh, did I tell you the price? Price of one of these, and this will be a mile muncher, four and a half thousand pounds. And there will be no finer machine to crunch the miles in than that with that monster of an engine. There will be nothing better. It may be 13 years old, but that will still keep up with anything and hold its own, own against anything. Listen to this. Reluctantly for sale due to back problems is my cherished XJR. I've owned owned it since June 2018 and it's been regularly serviced and documented by me. A retired aircraft maintenance engineer and kept in perfect condition. I fitted rental bars but I have the original. You will not find a better 2009 example of this muscle bike classic. It comes with three keys, owner's handbook and Yamaha workshop manual. The next MOT is not due for a year, five owners, four and a half K. Right, let me keep that open for all of you because that, again... It's a very good bike. Right, let me do one more from this genre. I'm running out of time, I I need to do one more and then I'll move on to the final bit. Okay, we've got a Moto Guzzi coming at 4,950. We've got a Royal Enfield Continental, but I don't want that, that's not comfortable enough. Tell you what, the Moto Guzzi's under 5K, 4,995 pounds for a seven-year-old Moto Guzzi. It's tempting, it's tempting one of those, it really is. A lot of triumphs in this level. Let me just do one more page, see if I can find something that's not obvious. Royal Enfield Interceptor, Bonneville, Ducati Scrambler 800. Could look at the Ducati Scrambler 800s, they're 5.5k. I tell you what, let me end this one on this one. This has got to be a good shout. Very good shout. Here's a left field one. I haven't talked about this in a while. Get ready for this. Get your pen and paper ready if if you're not familiar. Yamaha SCR 950, this was never a popular bike, it's a kind of mix between almost a scrambler, a modern classic, a little bit of cruiser in there as well, I think it's a very good looking bike, very cool, Um, 950cc, 2018, so it's four years old, it's five and a half thousand pounds, that uh, is a steal. It's even got a rear rack. It's got lovely brushed aluminium uh, front and rear mudguards. Very good looking bike. 3,000 miles on the clock. Two previous owners. And you get all of that for £5,500. I don't know if you'll find better than that. Superb deal for such a bike. Right, final section. Let's get on to... See if I can find it. Sports tours. Here we go. Okay, sports tours, moving on. I know these will be the best. If you're looking for the best, just look at sports tours, ignore the rest. Okay, where do we begin? Let's start with, I mean, let's start with an eight-year-old bike, under 4K, Triumph Sprint. Look, it's a, it's a plastic, electric blue plastic vest here. It's plastic everywhere it's gigantic machine 1050 cc engine huge just sea of blue plastic on the front of the bike but it comes it comes fully loaded it's got two gigantic electric blue colour coded panniers plastic panniers one on either side of the uh, the passenger seat and it comes with a gigantic rear box Uh, with on the rear box it's actually got the seat padding the the rear backrest for the pillion so that will be falling asleep level of comfort for the pillion and you get all of that for an eight-year-old bike 39,000 miles on the clock for under 4,000 pounds that's a huge amount of bike for the money really gigantic and for under 4k Then if you're looking for something else, if you want some Japanese reliability, exactly the same principle here. Honda ST1300, the legendary uh, Pan-American, Pan-American, Pan-European, just 12 years old, 1200cc, 36,000 miles on the clock. Comes with the original Honda panniers and the backrest. So glorious for a pillion and so much storage for everything. That means the whole of wherever you are australia america europe every, everywhere is is just so easily available you know you can pack those panniers up upstairs or in your garage the night before heading off having built-in panniers like that proper built-in panniers actually you know designed by the manufacturer it makes life indescribably easier for any type of touring. It makes everything a million times easier and easier means more enjoyable. It genuinely does. Let me do one more quickly. Uh, I tell you what I'll do. I'll go to page four. I want to do one more very quickly and it will be, oh my God, I've got to do this one. Oh, it has to be this. Perfect way to end it. Honda Goldwing. Can't be 2016. It says 2016, it looks ancient. Vehicle registered 2016. Okay. Oh no, this is an American import. I can't do that. Oh my God. No, I have to, it's so left field. I have to do this Honda GL 1500 Goldwing. It, I, this has t- genuinely, genuinely two sofa seats on the back. It's got one sofa seat with entire high up backrest, not a low backrest, A high backrest like a desk chair almost for the rider and behind it it has another completely separate seat with a high backrest that would go up to the bottom of your neck for the pillion next to the pillion seat you've got two huge speakers and two gigantic antennas with two built-in panniers one on either side and the biggest back box for More storage. It's also got a windscreen so high it must sit about five inches above the head of the rider. Well, there's nothing better. If you want comfort, you know what, if you want comfort in general, just when I look at this Goldwing, it's borderline ridiculous, but I think it's just the right side of ridiculous to be brilliant. If you want comfort, I don't know if there's anything better than a Goldwing. The looks will divide. My lord, they are absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I think they're ridiculous in the best possible way. They are completely ludicrous, so it's about as big as a car, almost defeating the whole purpose of a bike. I love them. I actually this is like a guilty pleasure. I quite like a gold ring. Okay, I'll end it there. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Thank you so much to Excel Moto for sponsoring this week's episode. Go and check out that Excel Moto arrow sand jacket last time i checked it was 300 euros down to 100 euros so sorry in the u.s for some reason they're not they don't ship to the u.s at the moment that may change but uh, pretty much anywhere else go and check out excel motor because they they do some really good sales And that arrow jacket right now it's it's a superb buy it's the jacket i wore on the european biking trip thanks so much everyone have a brilliant day and i will speak to you next week